You know, we have been on this series that we started last week and I just want to uh, dive straight into it because this is week two of our talk series, FILWP. Now, in case if you missed out on last week and if you're wondering uh, what is this series all about, I'm just going to spit it up for you. It is, we, we are talking about falling in love with the process. Can you say that with me? Falling in love with the process. Or if, my, if I may ask my online folks, can you type it out with me? Falling in love with the process. And this is week two where we're going to be unpacking on the value and the importance of spiritual disciplines for every Christ follower. Show of hands if you like the word discipline, everybody. And everybody kept their hand down, right? <laughs> oh, we, we are wired that way. We, we are wired that way. We, we love talking about big things. We love talking about ambitious things. We love talking about goals. We love talking about promises of God. But hey, every promise has a purpose. And every purpose also has a process. And, and some of the things that, that God is reminding us as a community is that if you want to see the promises of God come into reality in, in the lives of zealous or in the lives of every Christ follower, it's important that we learn to fall in love with the like, come on, guys, you're not a hundred people audience. You can do much better because, you know, I, I need to feel some love, okay? Don't, don't leave me hanging. We need to fall in love with the... Process. All right, that's nice. That's good. You know, we, we are talking about falling in love with the process. And this entire emphasis is that every spiritual discipline has an ultimate purpose to make us Christ-like. And I hope... My, my, my suggestion to all of us is for this particular one, if you can take notes, this is, this is going to be really good, all right? Uh, I'll t and I'll tell you why I say that, because I'm going to be talking about two important words by the end of this. And maybe if you start taking notes from the beginning, you might see how this kind of whole thing is linked up by the time we reach the end of this talk. So, but every spiritual discipline has an ultimate purpose to make you Christ-like. Or like last week we were reading, like how Paul would say to Timothy, for the purpose of godliness. You know, where he's challenging Timothy and he says, for the purpose of godliness. And every spiritual discipline that, that we are going to be talking about over the next few weeks, if we, are, if we are practicing that on a consistent basis, it is going to enable each of us to live a God-centered life. Not, not a Sunday church-centered life, but a God-centered life. And, and while there are so many specific uh, and unique habits uh, and disciplines that we can talk about, the one that we're going to be talking about today is the prime one. Can everybody say the prime one? The prime one. The prime one. And uh, in fact, this one has kind of sub-disciplines attached to it. And if we have time, we might get there even. But we're going to be looking at on the importance of the Word of God. Shalini kind of set up this evening brilliantly for me when she started talking about the book of John, and which, which in turn talks, which is again talking about the scriptures. You know, because we're going to be talking about the spiritual discipline on the learning and the application of scriptures in our daily lives. Learning, come on guys, I'm going to make you talk a bit today. Is that okay? I don't want to do all the talking by myself. Learning and application of the scriptures in our daily lives. That's the key thing. I don't care if you said learning or application, but I want you to get this. Daily lives. Daily yeah, some of you just were like, no, 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 no. Daily, Sunday, I think I can give it a try. 
I can give a try on Sundays where I just need to switch on Zoom for about two hours and I can do that, right? I, I can do that on, on a connect group where I just need to be there for those conversations. But daily, I think it's, it's too much of an ask. But, but if, you, if you say you are a Christ follower, we need to learn to fall in love or, and learn to apply the scriptures in our... Thank you. Thank you. You're making this easy for me. See, because I don't know if you have, if you have felt this. Often, the good thing and the bad thing about doing life in, in settings like this. When I say these kind of settings, I mean, you know, church, church meetings or conferences or connect groups. The good thing and the bad thing of it is your, your constant hearing of the scriptures. Now you're wondering, why did I say it's a bad thing to hear the scriptures? I'll, I'll, I'll get to that. The good thing is you're hearing it on a constant basis. And, and, and uh, the, the scriptures, the verses, the quotes from the Bible, you hear it on a constant basis. The flip side of the bad thing of it is we hear it so often, we hear it so frequently that we think we have become familiar with the scriptures. Has anybody felt that way? I mean, I've, I've read that verse so many times. Like, why, should, why is Shalini bringing that up again? in this connect group discussion. I've read that book so many times, right? Sometimes we become so familiar with these scriptures and we think we hear the scriptures, but are we listening to what the scriptures have to say to us? Are we listening to what the scriptures have been speaking to us? And some of the dictionaries, I love how they differentiate between hearing and listening. Hearing and listening. Webster puts it in this way. Webster says that hearing is the process, the function or the power of perceiving sound. And, and the special sense by which noises and tones are received as stimuli. That's, that's, that's what? That's hearing. Right? Hey guys, are you there? I know we are not serving coffee these days at the venue, so I don't know if you guys have dozed off. Ben, are you still awake? I can't see you, man. Alright, okay. That's, that's hearing, okay? Listening on the other side is, is to pay attention to that sound, to hear something with thoughtful attention and to give consideration. Listening involves paying attention. Listening involves thoughtful attention and listening involves giving consideration. And you'll understand the value of, uh, of differentiating between hearing and listening when you get married. Right? Yeah. One person, one married person said yes, you know. Talk, sit down with your spouse and, and talk about, I, when you say, I heard you, versus I actually heard you. You know the difference? Because, because, because I think I hear Jui all the time. You know, I, I think I hear what she has to say all the time. And, and like some of you know it, some of you have guys even picked on this. I think I hear her well when she gives me a shopping list. Right? Some of you know this, but I'm, I'm still going to go ahead and say this. I think I hear her so well when she gives me a shopping list. And I think, yeah, yeah, she'll be like, okay, don't forget this. I was like, yes, I know. You don't need to repeat it. And then one hour later, the conversation is so different. She's like, I have written it on the list. How can you not see it? I said, I don't know what happened. And so you see, there's a difference between hearing and there's a difference between listening. And that is why even Jesus in some of his parables or teachings, would, would put it in this way. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. And so, and so living according to the scriptures is the most important discipline that we need to cultivate in our lives. Do you agree with me? 
Show of hands if you think that's true. Ryan, you don't think that's true? Man, I, I don't know. Tonight, tonight's talk, I hope we are all on the same page for this one, right? Okay. All right, maybe this would, this would help us a bit. Okay. I feel a bit generous today. Uh, so, over here, I wish there were more people so I could like, you know, challenge more people. Uh, but there's, there's something special in this envelope for somebody over here. So I need at least maybe one or two or three volunteers, anybody. Let's start with one. Any one volunteer? Okay, Sneha, all right, since you, since you raised your hand, come. <clears throat> Sorry guys, I hope we could do something for you guys who are tuned in online, but this is your chance to come and attend physical gatherings, Ankur. Book a ticket right now from UK and join us over here. All right, uh, take a look at it and give it back to me and let me know what you think. Okay, is this, is this a good, good enough gift for you? Right now? Yes. yes, all right. Now, what if I told you that the, one of the ways how you can simply get this gift, all you need to do is just help us with one or couple of your favorite Bible verses. Is that, is that good? Is that a good deal? Do you know what you're going to say? Yes. Okay, you can come in frame. No. Just, do you know what you're going to say? Okay, no, no Googling, no, okay, you're not carrying a phone, so that's fine. So it's um, chapter Matthew, All right. verse 20. I Sorry. Sorry, you look it up for us. <laughs> okay. okay. Chapter Matthew, I don't have pit pad learned, no, but I know okay, the meaning okay. just, of it. Just, just give us a verse, okay. Okay. So chapter Matthew, um, sorry. The book of Matthew, I'm nervous, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> the book of Matthew, chapter 20, verse 21. It says that um, whenever you have faith and if you believe it truly, it yeah. shall be given to you. Wow. So I always pray on that specifically. So that is my key thing to my life, uh, what God has blessed me always. So I trust in him so much that whatever I believe, I know God is there and he'll bless me with it. I don't know if that is true. No, but, but that's, Brian is verifying that as well. Okay. Okay, let's, okay, let's, let's try another one. Okay. I'm not going to catch you on this, mm -hmm. but can you just say, forget the reference and everything, just give us a word. Yeah. Just give us a word what you, what you hold on to. I hold on to the verse where uh, it specifically says that if you have uh, faith and believe in what you are praying, you shall receive it. Are you saying ask him? He shall give it to you. Let's try to together. Okay, I don't yes. know. Alright, but I'm still going <laughs> to hold on. So you're saying that whenever you're holding on to something, you're believing for something, you're praying about it, alright? Right. Any other volunteer, the exercise still continues. You, you don't go. It's okay. <laughs> Any other one? I'm not going to ask you to come, Shalini. I'm sorry. All right, any other volunteer? Some of your, this is your moment, man. Come and help us with your best Bible verse. This is like Sunday school revisited all of a sudden. Vipin, I heard you had read the Bible once, right? Full thing? 
Okay, okay, we don't have much time. We need to go, we need to go forward. Wow, nobody wants to come up in front, is it? I'm not gonna catch on you guys, just drop it down. Brian, you wanted to come up? Now that you know what this is about, you don't want to come up, right? All right. Wow. Shalini's like, if nobody's coming, I'll just come up. I'll give you, I'll, I'll still give this to, to Snail for her, her attempt to trying and just coming up, right? Can we put our hands together for Snail, all right? Yeah. Now, okay, I'm going to, I'm not going to ask you to describe the whole thing. I'm just going to ask you, do you think that's a good enough gift? It's more than that. It's more than that, right? Would you treasure it? Would you cherish it? Lifelong. Lifelong, okay. <laughs> All right, okay. Now, you'll, you'll never use it, okay? I'll I, I leave that up to you. Thank you, Snail, so much. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put another one on the spot. Anybody who wants to volunteer, I've got one more of that. <laughs> okay, this doesn't happen every Sunday, but I just, like I said, I, I feel a bit generous, and this is open for Shalini as well. So, anyone who wants to come up now is a time in three, two, one. Wow, you guys really need some coffee, is it? It's not going to be a trick question, guys. Okay, I wish I'll find a way to, to uh, put it up for somebody online since nobody's volunteering over here. Ash, are you saying yes? Okay, Ash and Mamta are saying yes. Okay, nobody's volunteering from here, right? Okay, cool. Hey, without, without checking your phones, and this is exclusively for Zoom, uh, without checking your phones, without checking your notes, without checking your uh, whatever, your cheat sheets or your phones or your Bibles, can you drop, can you type out your understanding of the promise verse for 2021? Your understanding of the promise verse for 2021. I'm waiting. Simi, that's a wrong one. That's not the promise for 2021. The promise for 2021 for Zell is. <laughs> I gave you a chance, Shalini. You didn't come up. Okay, Nikki said those who look to the Lord will be like the radiant ones. Okay, Nikki, I'm going to G pay you this exact amount that's there. All right, I wish you were here in person to get that. But Nikki, Nikki's goddess, since she is the first one in chat. Can we put our hands together for Snehal and Nikki, everybody? And in case if you're wondering, I know Sharon is here for the first time. Sharon, we don't do this every Sunday. And I know Swapna is back after a long time. She's like, what the heck happened in Zealous? You know, like we're giving away gifts and money like this. Right. I want to just help you look at something. Did you see the glow? Uh, I mean, we couldn't see it on Nikki's face because she's on Zoom over there. But did you see the excitement on Snehal's face when she peeked into that envelope? Right? I mean, she, she made some fancy things, statements that I'm never going to use it, which I don't think is going to be true. Uh, you've got a wedding coming up, girl, next week. So, so but the, here's the point, right? If a messed up idiotic person like me can think of being generous once upon a time and offer these kind of gifts to your friends, to your loved ones, and, and the people that you really care about. We are talking about the creator of heaven and earth, 
who is willing to give you more than you can ask. More than you can imagine. More than you can even comprehend when it comes to your entire life. When it comes to you and me cherishing and learning about the importance and the preciousness of the Word of God. And, and that's what I wanted to cement this entire, uh, this, this talk about, you know, that this hearing the Word of God, applying the Word of God, learning the Word of God is, is a treasure for every Christ follower. It's not, a, it's not a task, it's not a ritual, it's not an uphill mountain that you and me have to climb, but it is what? It's a treasure because when it comes to hearing the Word of God, it's not just about passive listening. You know, it's, it's not just about kind of knowing what we're going to do after some time and kind of read a few verses because here's the truth, right? As I said, this discipline that we need to be cultivating about giving ear to the Word of God, sometimes we may honor God with our lips. We may honor God with our lips, but we need to confess and we must agree that sometimes our hearts, our hands, our eyes or our minds are often far away from it. And regardless of how busy we become, we must remember that the most transforming practice available to us is the disciplined intake of the scripture. The disciplined intake of the scripture. And so like I said, it's hearing the word of God, it is this it is this undivided attention that we need to give to the words that we read. It is giving this careful consideration to God when, he, when we allow Him to speak into our lives. It, hearing the Word of God and applying it and learning, it also kind of puts a check on our hearts and our motives. It kind of puts into, practices, uh, puts into practice the truths that the Scriptures are telling us about. You see, so, so the treasure that is there, the treasure that is unpacked, that is when we give time to God's word, goes beyond your imagination, goes beyond your wildest imaginations. But then, I don't know if you have had these questions, and I'll just ask you that. Then the questions arise, some of them could be like, does the scripture really need priority in my life? I mean, do I just have to alter my lifestyles all of a sudden because of some ancient words that have been written in this book? Am I really needed to start living according to what is written in this? Because this was written so many thousands of years ago, right? I mean, can I not be selective on what's written in this book? I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll read it, but I want to read what I like reading. And, and maybe I can skip some of the parts that I don't understand and because... I, I want to be selective, but hey, wait a minute. I've also heard that this God that you talk about, is, he, he, you guys talk about a love that is unconditional. So won't God love me if I, I'm, I'm not in the habit of reading the Bible or I'm not in the habit of studying the scriptures? Because you guys talk about an unconditional love that this Jesus has, right? Anybody have, has had those line of questions? I'm sure at one point of time, we have either thought about it or we have had these conversations with ourselves or with someone else when it comes to reading and studying and applying the scriptures in our daily lives. And, and while I've been preparing for this entire talk series that is falling in love with the process, I know one thing for sure that God is keen to change some of the definitions in our lives. And I hope that by the end of this talk series, we would allow the Holy Spirit to really lead us and to guide us into having this appetite to cultivate the practices in our daily lives. 
Because you see, for the scriptures to have this impact beyond our church life, for the scriptures to have its impact in our day-to-day -day lives. And, and we see that David, one of the characters in the Bible, he talks about all of these things in such a beautiful way. You know, David has, has always been this, this kind of a writer who's so expressive and he's so creative when it comes to penning down so many things. He says that, you know, in, in one of his Psalms, he uses the same expressive quality to help us learn how much he really treasures the Word of God. So turn with me to Psalm 19. And uh, we will read verses 7 to 11 from the New Living Translation. This is David talking about the Word of God. We've got it up on the screen over here and we've got it up on chat as well. It says, The instructions of the Lord are perfect, reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The commandments of the Lord are right, bringing joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are clear, giving insight for living. Reverence for the Lord is pure, lasting forever. He's not done yet. He still goes on. The laws of the Lord, the laws of the Lord are true. Each one is fair. That is, they are more desirable than gold, even the finest gold. They are sweeter than honey, even honey dripping from the comb. And they are a warning to your servant, a great reward for those who obey them. And you see, he, he uses, he uses this, these descriptive words and phrases to get a grasp of what the scriptures mean to him. And I hope tonight that God would really open up the, the eyes of our heart and really open up our understanding and give us this desire, give us this strong hunger to fall in love with the scripture all over again. Because I'm telling you, if we want to be, if you want to continue on the journey towards the radiance of God, one of the most important spiritual disciplines that we need to start off with is the discipline intake of the scriptures. The discipline intake of the word of God. Because see, for many, right, like I said, the content in the scriptures might just be about battles and wars. For some of you, the content in the scriptures is just about this God who's kind of sitting up there in heaven and kind of you think that he's making our life live lots like these puppets and he's trying to control everything. For some of us, it's just about the signs, wonders and miracles that we kind of stumble on in the word of God as we, as we scroll through it. But for David, the, the word of God is beyond all of this. Can you guys say this? It's beyond all of it. It's beyond all of it for David because for David, he, he kind of takes... This whole expression about the preciousness about the word of God to a whole another level where he pens down 176 verses. Not 100, not 150, 176 verses where he's taking out this time to be creative, where he's taking out this time to be expressive on the importance of the word of God when he writes Psalm 119 which is the longest passage in the Bible. And, he, and when he's penning down that, one of the words that he, one of these verses, verse 25, he says, and I picked up this particular translation to help us realize for, for all of us in this conversation what David means when he talks about God's word. He says, 119 verse 25, he's saying, this, uh, uh, my soul clings to the dust. Give me life according to your word. For David, the scriptures are the life, 
on his life. He, you know, he's not, he's not depending on his kingship. He's not depending on his, on his treasury. He's not depending on anything else. He's depending on the word of God for life. And I want to pick up on one of these few verses mentioned in Psalm 119, where he's way more elaborate when, it talks, when he's talking about the preciousness of the word of God. Are you guys still with me? Right? Can we, can we dive in a bit further tonight? You know, let's read Psalm 119. 161 verses 161 to 166 and he says this the powerful elite have persecuted me without a cause but my heart trembles in awe because of your miracle words your promises are the source of my bubbling joy the revelation of your word thrills me like one who has discovered what hidden treasure I despise every lie and hate every falsehood, for I am passionate about keeping your precepts. I stop to praise you seven times a day. All the guys on the worship team, take note. Not once, not twice a day, but what? Seven times a day. I don't know how that schedule looks like for David, man. You know, he says, I stop to praise you seven times a day, all because your ways are perfect. And I love this verse. There is such great peace and well-being that comes to the lovers of your word and that they will never be offended. And he says, Lord, I am longing for more of your salvation for I want to do what pleases you. I'm calling this talk the treasure. I'm calling this talk the treasure. See, because when we learn to value and treasure the scriptures, we begin to cultivate an appetite to apply them in our lives. Not just hear them, not just listen, not just kind of, you know, kind of allow those words to just fall on our ears, but we learn to apply them in our daily lives. Because I don't know if you have thought about this, but think about it when you hear this statement, okay? I don't want to rush forward, but listen to what I'm saying. What you hold of high value in your life will always find your priority and your time. Correct me if I'm wrong. What do you hold of high value in your life? You know, for, for all, all the musicians, you will you, you get this so well. You know, if you, if you really treasure your music, if you really treasure spending time with that particular instrument, no matter what is happening around you, you will make sure that you, you find time with your instrument. If you, if you are somebody who loves cooking, if you are somebody who loves reading, or whatever that is there on the top priorities in your life, what you hold of value and what you, what you put it as top priority always finds your time. And see, for most of us, it's our jobs, it's our, it's our daily responsibilities that seem to be of high value and top priority, right? Because they take the most amount of your physical time that is there on a daily basis. And, and of course, because of the practical rational, you, you may not want to contend with that order in your life. But I don't think David is operating in the same way. I mean, if you, if, you, if you look at how passionately he's talking about his life, how passionately he's talking about the Word of God and, and, the, and the merger of God's Word and David's life, we see a whole different scenario over here. Because David is helping us learn why so many reasons that he's taking and he's adapting and he's telling us that the Scriptures have the final say in his life. It's not, it's not just his trusted counselors. It's not just the people who, are, who, who he's doing life with. But the word of God has the final say in his life. 
David is teaching us that his source of joy, his passion, his, his thrill in life, his well-being, his peace, all of these are found where? All of these are found in God's word for David. And he says this because the word of God is his top priority. Food for thought. We all have something or somebody who calls the shots in our lives. Where does God's word stand in that? I don't want you to answer, but I hope you can take some time to think about it. Because I'm telling you, something is always calling the shots. Either it's the processes that you have developed, either it's the mindsets or the habits that you have developed in your lifestyle, in your life. But there is something always calling the shots. For David, it was the word of God. It was the word of God. And if you go back, and I hope you do, go back and, and take out some time to read Psalm 119. Maybe it's, I'm asking too much from you, but it's, it's one of the most beautifully crafted Psalms when, if you want to know about the word of God and the importance of the word of God. Because sometimes, I don't know if you have, if you have felt this, we could be having messed up priorities in our life and wondering why things are not falling in place. I've, I've been there. That's why I can say this with so much confidence because Sometimes what you think is a priority is not a priority in that particular season of your life. Sometimes that some of the things that you want to give time and attention to do not need your time and your attention because there's something else that is demanding your time and attention. And we live according to messed up priorities and wonder, why is my life falling apart? Well, maybe you need to realign or check again what, what are the priorities in your life. And... Because I'm telling you, you, you talk to a person. I remember a few of us were in, were in Malaysia, and I remember it so well. Uh, in Malaysia, there's this guy called Anthony Tan who runs uh, this, this cab service called Grab. Okay, it's, it's similar to Uber. They're the, they're, in fact, Grab is the one who acquired Uber uh, in Malaysia. And this guy, he's the CEO, he's the founder of this, of this organization. And so you can imagine somebody who's running a transportation business uh, in one of the most versatile uh, countries, you know, you can imagine how his schedule is going to look like, you know, for a founder, CEO kind of a level that he's at. And he said something that was so mind-boggling for me, okay? So, so he, he was, somebody was taking his interview about his spiritual disciplines and, and his lifestyle, and he said, you know what? I've got two phones that I use, and both the phones, I have installed the Bible app, all right? Do you guys know what the Bible app is? Right? I'm doing a free ad for you version right now. If you, don't, if you have not installed it on your phone, it's a free app. Please go ahead and install it. And you know, you, you love it. You love it. So he goes on to say, you know, I've got two phones, two apps installed. And, and he's on the, on the Bible app, you have these plans that you can subscribe to. You know, every day you can, you can read a plan, you know, fill yourselves up with the word of God, with a bit of devotional and all of that. And he says, here's what I've done. I start, both, I, on both the phones, I start the Bible plan, the yearly Bible plan where I get to read the Word of God from, from Jan 1st to December 31st, right? Now, here, here's the thing. You, you must be thinking, why is he using it on two phones? The first phone, he puts it a day ahead, right? He puts it a day ahead, and the second phone, he puts it on time. And he's like, I want to be caught up on the Word of God as much as I'm caught up on current affairs, and I was like, dude, this guy is, this guy is like, okay, nobody shows such, such kind of discipline when it comes to the scripture intake. But he's like, 
I know for sure that when I'm walking into dealings which are in millions and billions of dollars, I know that it's not my intellect, I know it's not my experience, it's not my expertise, but what I read on that day that gives me the wisdom, that gives me the counsel, that gives me the courage to step into those meetings and I walk out surprised because I have given intentional time to the discipline intake of the word of God. I was blown away by the discipline and, and the real life example that he shared about. You know, and, and I'm, he was not like, okay, you need to sit and read the Bible for 12 hours a day. I mean, you know, he's not talking about all that stuff, you know. He's just talking about that, that, that specific discipline time that you can set aside. Because I'm telling you, we are living in one of the most distraction-prone times ever. Okay. Reality check. How many of you checked your phone and other tabs on your phone since the time I've started talking? At least once? Twice? Once? You guys don't know how to raise hands or are you, you just don't want to touch that conversation ever, you know? You know what I mean, right? We, we are so distracted. We, we get into one conversation and we want to f switch tabs. We get into one, one, one thing where we start watching something together on TV and then your, your phone notification pops up. We are living in some of the most distracted prone times ever and training up your mind when it comes to cultivating this habit or this healthy habit of building strong disciplines does not happen overnight. Falling in love with the scriptures may not happen overnight, but David is helping us see that when the word of God becomes our treasure, we value it above everything else. Because when we apply the power of these scriptures in our life, we experience the joy. I experience that peace. I experience the thrill when it comes to God's word, the thrill when it comes to what God has to say about my life. And we learn to discern well between everything that is true and everything that is false out there. We are able to live our lives to the fullest when we treasure God's word. When we treasure God's word. And if you have ever wondered, you know, why should I even consider doing this all the time? Why should I consider doing this? I, I just want to leave you with a couple of reasons why all of us, every Christ follower, needs to treasure the Word of God. And if you're writing down, I just want to help you. The Bible is God's authoritative Word. What I mean by that is it must have the final say in our lives. I know for the culture and the trends that we're living in, it's, it's, it's very countercultural for the Scripture to have a final say, right? Oh, because I thought we were supposed to be relevant well, I'll tell you how we are being relevant because the Bible is also, the God, uh, also God's most reliable word. That means it is the timeless, absolute truth in changing times and cultures. And the Bible is God's powerful word. It is the life-giving source for our heart and soul. And, and I know some of you, maybe this is not the first time you're hearing this, but I hope our hearts are still open because to hear this truth that God really desires that we have this consistent, 
regular discipline intake of the scriptures in our life. Not just, not just discipline in attending Sunday gatherings after Sunday gatherings. Not in discipline about, you know, just joining connect groups after connect groups. And, and I'm not against that, but I hope that when we come here, when we join a connect group, we are not distancing ourselves from our personal intake of the scriptures. And I know you're going to say, Nina, this, is, this, this sounds good. This, this sounds... Okay, you, you maybe helped us understand the importance of God's word, but where do we go from here? Where do we go from, where do we go from knowing that, the, that God's word is treasure? Where do we go from knowing that, okay, maybe I have this little bit desire to kind of give this a, a shot and try listening and try applying it in my daily lives. But how do I make it happen? I just want to tell you something that God has helped me over these last 20 years. The first ever promise, and some of you would know the story, but I want to say it all over again. The first ever promise that I received from this book was from the book of Isaiah 61, verses 1 and 2. It says that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to set the captives free, and to declare the acceptable year of the Lord. I'm telling you, man, those words went bonkers for me when I read it for the first time. I was like, uh, I don't know who, what spirit this is. I don't know what year of, of it is. I don't know what bondage means. I don't know what freedom means. I don't know what good tidings mean. I knew nothing and I grew up in a Christian home. I knew nothing about it. But I remember that person who encouraged me with this scripture. He said, go home, read it, pray it, and if possible, try to do this every day. Read, pray that scripture and declare it over your life. I was like, okay. I was, I was in my teens and I was like, okay, let me, let me try this. Let me give this a shot. This is what I did. I'm not making this up. Every day, I used to just give about five to ten minutes just to, to break down those, verse, that, those two verses in, in phrases and words. And I used to say, God, I have no idea what this means. Can you help me? Can you help me know the importance of scripture today? Can you help me know what this means? Can you see how I can put this into practice? I continued doing that for, I don't know, I, I lost track of it, I, but I started doing it all on a consistent basis. Long story short, I was about 12 when I got that, when I got that promise. About at the age of 20, 21, or crossing over to 22, I decided to quit my full-time job and join this ministry that most of you know called Life Jam. It's a youth ministry. We, we work amongst young people sharing the good news of Jesus in, the, in, in schools, colleges, and in different way, uh, campaigns and things like that. But I don't want to dive into more of that. Six months, six to eight months after joining Life Jam, because I really wanted to do something tangible and something substantial, through my life and the gifts and the talents that God had given me. About eight months after joining Life Jam, I'm sitting down and having a conversation with the founder uh, about how he started it and everything. And he's like, you know, Nenad, I've been, I've, been, I've been holding the young people and the call of God and the vision to kind of reach out to them in a very, very special way. It's very dear to me. But all of this sparked in my life when God deposited a verse from the book of Isaiah 61, verses 1 and 2, that I, we held on to that. And I said, you know, this is something God is going to use this verse as a promise for us to thrust this ministry of life jam into doing everything that God wants us to do. After 
10 or more years, you know, God is the one who's kind of great at joining these dots together. But, but what I want to draw your attention to is that consistent discipline of speaking the word of God over your life. Is that consistent practice of declaring when you don't even understand. That's what faith is all about, right? Sometimes we don't understand faith, guys. We, we, we can't spell out faith in every possible way. That's where we step in to the uncertain. That's where we step into the unknown with the little amount of obedience that we have when we learn, when we read and when we study the scriptures. So I want to drop just three practical things of how God taught me to put the scriptures into daily practice. So the first one, don't just hear the words. Listen. Don't just hear the words. Listen. And what I mean by that is, when you find yourselves in, in these kind of settings where the word of God is being discussed, or where, where somebody is giving a talk, or when somebody is giving a sermon, or somebody is talking about the scriptures, rather than just allowing that time to pass by and scrolling on on your phone and you know just waiting for that moment to pass by, ask yourself these basic questions make it a practice to ask yourself this basic question what is God speaking to me through this particular scripture that is being discussed because I'm telling you God wants to speak to you. you you're not here just to meet a bunch of friends you're not here to do your part in church and go back home you're not here to socialize you are here because God desires to reach out to every need and every desire that is there in your heart but that desire, it comes to, to reality when we take our responsibility and ask ourselves these basic questions. The second one is, once you've asked yourself, what is God speaking to me? Second one, how can I apply the scriptures in my current situation? So ask yourself these two questions, two simple questions. The second one that I want to leave you with, to meditate better on the scriptures, take time to memorize the scriptures. And I know when I, when I say the word memorize, you're going to be like, hey man, I'm not in school, Nenad. You know, like I'm not, I'm not doing Sunday school anymore. But, but can I say this? In our, in our contemporary church gatherings, in our, in our these modern and relevant and cool and whatever you want to term it, in those kind of gatherings that we're doing these days, the art of memorizing scripture seems to be lost. And I remember the beauty that comes when sitting down and just trying to get that verse well. You know, I'm sure, like, even though, you know, Nikita and, and Snehal were not able to articulate the exact words for word that, that they were talking about the scripture, the fact that they gave enough time and attention to let those words soak into their lives, soak into their hearts, and soak into everything that, that was happening around their lives, that talks about the practice of memorizing scripture. That talks about the importance and the value that we give to the word of God. And, and, and as much as you want to meditate on the scripture, take time to memorize the scripture as well. Because I'm telling you, there will be times where you don't know what to do. There will be times where you're caught up in situations of fear. There will be times where I was caught up in situations of fear, but where the Holy Spirit reminded me, Ninat, do not fear. There will be times where I was, I was feeling so panicked. I was feeling so attacked. Like I was not knowing what to do, but the scriptures will help you remind you that be still and know 
that I am God. In your times of anxiety, where, where you're feeling so worried and so anxious, you know that the scriptures say that cast all your anxiety on Him, for He cares for you. If you're looking for security in these times where everything is so insecure and impatient, the Word of God says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my Word will never pass away. He also says, lo, I'm with you till the end of these ages. And I'm telling you this because the Word of God is true. The Word of God is all-powerful. The Jesus that you and me talk about every single Sunday or every single day is revealed in its, all His beauty, in all His majesty, in the Scriptures and Scriptures alone. Of course, He can be revealed in, in these kind of sermons and talks and podcasts and videos and YouTube and, and whatnot. There's a lot of digital content out there. There's a lot of written, published content out there. But nothing can substitute your time with the Bible. Nothing can substitute your individual time with the Bible. And the third thing I want to tell you, if you want to put this into practice and develop an appetite to build a hunger for the Word of God, Put yourself in spaces where you can do the above two on a consistent basis. The hearing, it's not just about hearing, it's about listening. It's not just about trying to meditate, but it's also taking our time to memorize on the scripture. Because the more you're allowing your heart, your mind and your soul to listen to the word of God, you're aligning yourself to God's true identity of you. And I just want to close off by telling you this last thing. The more you treasure God's word, the more radiant you are in your life. The more you treasure God's word, the more radiant you are in your life. And so, for those who are here in person, and even for those who have tuned in online, I don't, I don't know how long you have known Jesus Christ as your personal savior. I don't know how, how long. Uh, maybe you've been, you've been doing so well when it comes to the scripture intake. Maybe you've been, you've been doing just okay. Or maybe I don't know where you stand. But I know this for sure. That it is the consistent discipline of the scripture intake is what we need in this journey of being the radiant ones. And, and I want to take this time to pray for all of us tonight. Whether, whether you have been reading the word, whether you have been far away from it, whether you don't even have the desire to read, I don't know where you stand. I know one thing for sure, that if you just show that willingness to just surrender your heart, to surrender those distractions before God, He will bring those promises to life, in, in, uh, to, to reality in your life. And so if that's you, if you're tuned in online, I just want to encourage you to open up your hearts this evening. I want to encourage you to fix your eyes on Jesus. If that's you today here in person, can I ask you to just stand up to your feet and say, God, you know, give me that desire tonight. And, and this is a serious prayer. This is a serious conversation that you're having with Jesus. This is not, this is not with Ninad. This is not with, this is not with anybody over here. This is a conversation with Jesus that God, give me that desire to have that discipline intake of your word. 
If that's you, why don't you stand up to your feet and just surrender your distractions, surrender your thoughts, surrender all that, all those challenges, all those questions, all those doubts, all those fears, whatever it is, just bring it before Jesus Christ. Because I believe the Holy Spirit is moving in our lives tonight in a very special way. He, he wants to birth that hunger. He wants to birth that desire for all of us to treasure the Word of God. We're so glad you've been listening in. If you'd like to know more about us, follow us on Insta at Zealous Pune or visit us online at zealous.community.